0: all right well three two one we're already recording
1: ladies and gentlemen and our listeners welcome to another episode of talking trek wars talking trek wars fuck you stop no fuck you stop all right
0: and you know what we're here for and what we're here to do i'm berg i'm the general and this over here is this yeah all right all right Sweet. Greatness. So, you've been gone a long fucking time.
1: I have. I have been on deployment all over this uh, great s- nation of America? That's great. Yes, you've been in
0: the Minnesotas and the... I've and been in the, 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 the Sodas
1: and the, and the... I have been up and down the eastern seaboard. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... What's been happening while we've been gone? I mean, we we've had like
1: we've had several episodes of The uh, Orville. We've had several episodes of Discovery. Discovery. We've had some breaking news. Yes,
0: there's been some like casting rumors that hasn't been officially announced from Yeah. Nobody does official announcements anymore, not from New- not Lucasfilm, not Star Trek. What they do is they have either the actor or they have one of the the trades do it like Deadline Variety, Hollywood Reporter. Um, those are the ones that actually make announcements. But none of the actual none none, studios. Have, none of the actual studios or like uh, Secret Hideout, which is Kurtzman's company, yeah. actually come out and release a press release anymore.
1: Well, because they don't need to.
0: Well, no, I I understand that. So yeah. so they could say like, oh hey, Santiago Cabrera, I don't, I'm 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 messing up his name. I don't remember yeah, his yeah. actual name. Was cast in the in the Untitled John Luke Picard series. But you're like. But that came via deadline, that hasn't come any other sources, but nobody's saying, no he hasn't, Right. so you're like, okay, but I always think it's like with Lucasfilm's example where they could be like, well we never officially announced anything, so you could say people were hired and then fired, but we never said anything, so you assume. Yeah, but
1: even official statements sometimes are put out there now to mislead the public.
0: Well, that's true. I mean,
1: not, not not in the fake news kind of concept, as in, like, thinking um, the Star Trek release. No, we're not doing an episode. We're not doing Khan.
0: Yeah.
1: And who was the villain? Yeah. Khan. Well,
0: yeah. Back then. Or it's like, what do we have right now? We have Matt Smith, who was reported through all the trades saying he's cast in episode nine, and he's been on set and film stuff, and then he came out the other day and goes, I'm not in episode nine. I don't know what you're talking about. And there's been nothing from JJ's camp or anything. You're right. like, but it was in all these trades and Lucasfilm just sitting back going. Yeah. It's press. Yeah. All press is good press. <clears throat> well, the, but that's what I mean is so that that way, if somebody gets cut out of a movie or fired from a movie yeah. or whatever, they can sit back and say, well, you guys published rumors. We never officially announced anything. And yeah. so that way it keeps you like a plausible deniability? Yes. Yeah. Safe face?
1: Well, it's much like mine. I typically speak in indefinite terms. I don't like to commit myself to anything if I'm not a million percent sure. So
0: you 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 hate
1: the... I don't like the definite article. That's correct.
0: There. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> English 101, one. Smart baby. person joke. There we go. Um... So when we last spoke, I mean, the last episode out was our uh, Attack of the Clones review. Yes. So we have coming up, we're in March now, it is March 10th, 2019.
1: And we have episode three Three. to review later this month, which will come out hopefully sometime this month.
0: Yes. And this month also we've had, movies are starting to get ramped up. Yep. Um, We've both been sick. Yes. You've been gone. Nicole's been working. Like crazy. And, uh, it's all just been kind one, of blase in It's the been Northwest.
1: one giant shit show, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, oh, we, uh, Nicole and I were at, uh, Wizard World. Yes, you, you hosted trivia
1: at Wizard World.
0: Yes, and, uh, fuck Wizard World.
1: Yes, I understand you, you got the con.
0: No, 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 just in general. Oh, okay. It's a shit show in general. Okay. Like, um, <laughs> We were walking around and Nicole looks at me and she goes, I don't even care what's here because I don't even want to give these people any of my fucking money. Josh also made a good comment about uh, what they really are. Oh, so convention circuits, right? And yeah. it's not like, not like an artist alley, but when you go to the exhibitor alley where they have yeah. like t-shirt vendors and all that stuff. They're the modern day carnies. Nobody has traveling carnivals anymore, right? For the it's, most part, yeah. For the most part, you may get like the the town festival, quote unquote. Yeah. Every now and then, with the the fucking small fingered cabbage smelling ring toss, you know. But that nowadays that's not that's not the most prevalent. The most right. prevalent is convention circuits and these yeah. people who go around like I've never seen like I we go to Rose City faithfully and yeah. that's the homegrown one. That's the good one, and it's packed. Right, it's packed with vendors, artists, everything. Right, Wizard World is not the case, but some of these vendors here, you're like, why are there prop slash replica, but really just toy plastic guns at a convention? Like, they, like use right. it for your cosplay, but it's it wasn't really advertised. As it's that not it's not
1: sci-fi. It's not.
0: You can also buy pop pipes.
1: No, it was like oh, it was I like
0: had a kangaroo
1: replica. In it a was, llama. Yeah. It was jerk. wait. You could pet a kangaroo and a llama at
0: Wizard World. Yeah, and there was a giant rock climbing wall, and I'm like, <sighs> what makes not... you think
1: us conventioners want to climb a rock climbing wall? Well, I mean, talk about your wrong audience.
0: Yeah, and then it's like, here, come pay all this money for the celebrity autograph, but right next to it, we're gonna have a thing that says discount affordable celebrity autographs. Like, like it was just there was no logic to it, right? There
1: Karaoke. Was, yeah. Kato,
0: Kato, Kato Caitlin coming up, just accosting us. Like, here, come here and talk to me and do this. It's like, no, no, fuck you. Uh, and then they had... Didn't know we, he was still alive. Yeah. They had a DJ with a woman in a bathing suit, basically Stars doing... And stripes. Rhythmic gymnastics pole dancing, almost, like, out front. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, it, it reminded me of Dodgeball, where it's just like, oh, man, that's some good family-friendly affair right there. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it oh, yeah. was that... That bad. And we were just like, let's just get our trivia done. First night went really well. Second night, our theme night, did not go well. No. Did not. Oh, we had a lot of people. We had, I mean, it was, it was. There's a lot of people quite there. Few, quite a few. But they were argumentative. Like, Young You know girls. you, you with the Decker comment? Yeah? Yes. Imagine that except you're a teenage girl and your times by ten.
1: Cool. And it was just like... And I mean, I was pretty... I was kind of a dick about it. Mm. No, these were... there was more...
0: There was a lot more, but they were just like... I, I, I don't want to raise my voice too loud, but it was basically like... Uh, blah, 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 blah question. Right. And the answer is... Blah. No! <coughs> <coughs> that was too much of a register in my throat. but Right. Okay. <coughs> so,
1: <coughs> we'll call it Psycho Bitch.
0: No, I don't want to be you that know. too derogatory, yeah, about, that's yeah. fair, but right. it's more. Um, it was more just very passionate, enthusiastic, and uh, persistent in their belief that their answer is the right answer. But there was, like, I know,
1: I know exactly what that's like. Now, did they provide you backup yeah. as to why you were wrong, like I did? Well, they would, they
0: well. would, they would say, "This is why we're right," and I'd be like, "Well." Basically, I was still, like, joking or trying to joke and be like, No, well, I'm on with the microphone, so I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> and the look on her face was like... And they gave me, like, the look of incredulity. that like, just like, you are so fucking wrong. It's like, look, I'm not going to argue with you. Yes, you can have the point. This is... We're supposed it's, to have fun this here. This is trivia. But then it this kept happening. Like death race. It kept happening with other people. And at the end of it, I was just like... Steven goes... Hey Josh, let's see what the final five questions. Let's see what the answers are. I'm like, yeah, let's see. Just like I, I, yeah.
1: But that girl,
0: she didn't even. She wasn't even in the top five. She didn't win anything. Yeah, the ones that argued
1: the most didn't didn't win anything. That's even better. <laughs> yeah, but because I'm gonna I'm gonna just be selfish for a moment. At least when Nicole and I are arguing with you, not only did we win, we won handily.
0: I'm not, and I, 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 I'm gonna correct you on one thing there. What? You argued with me, not you and Nicole argued with me. We were I a team. I
1: argued through him. We were a team. <laughs> okay. Alright, okay. It was a unified. Right. It was. A, right.
0: You. You were the United Federation of Planets. It was a unified front. Yes. come through. Okay. But so when we're done, uh, Mitch from the nerd out, uh, I was like, here we have all these little trinket toys. I'm like, go by the door and give out consolation prizes, basically participation mm. trophies. I'm like, because yeah. these these ladies look like they're ready to get the pitchfork and torches. It's like right. just. Just get them away from me. Right. Get him out of here. And this couple who flew in from Texas for the convention because it's the only one where they were going to have this many people from Buffy and Angel. Got it, universe yeah. cast together. So they flew up, They came up and they ended up getting third. And the the girl and the guy came up to me. They're like, look, like here, we looked up on the internet. Here are all the right answers. I'm like, yeah, either take charge of your Wikipedia fandom page because that's where I got all these answers. Right. Or pay attention to the question better, or one of them I did word it wrong. I did, I did, yes. I did create that mistake again. Yep. Um, and I'm, and I said that up there. I'm mad enough to admit, like, you are absolutely right. I worded this wrong, even though three fourths of the audience got the answer that I was going for, knew exactly what right, I was yeah. talking about, and this person was just nitpicking minutia. Right. Uh, and they're all like, they they came up to me like, dude, we had a great time we're sorry, basically, like, we're sorry a bunch of us are a bunch of a-holes. Right. I was like, okay, great, that made me feel better, but we we're, we were like, should we go back in, we were talking with Steven and Mitch, should we go back in, like, no, let's get the fuck out of here and never come back. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, our, our weekend passes are good for, for, for Sunday, too. Nope. <laughs> nope. We're going to go see Alita Battle Angel instead.
1: Seems like you ended up with a better plan. How yep. was that, by the way? you you know what obviously it is a sci-fi based movie so it's a manga
0: manga property uh you know what there was there was there was there was some parts where you you could definitely tell needed a little bit more reworking right um but i thought it was highly enjoyable uh great visual aesthetic i only had issue with one actor and it okay. was the guy who played Hugo her boyfriend. <clears throat> okay. Um, and some of the love story was a little bit much, but
1: It was a little awkward.
0: Yeah, it just seemed okay. you know, whatever, but still good, enjoyable, action packed, great visuals. It was it was nice. Dope. It was serviceable. So before we get into all the other stuff, we went, we just got back from seeing what yes. movie?
1: Yes, what movie?
0: Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel it's like we practiced that <laughs> not really but let's go with it again um, first, Captain uh, Marvel? let's do let's do uh, <laughs> I'm still okay uh, caveat Jeremy and I are still sick so we're trying to get over and my brain is not working as well as well never mind. yeah
1: before the drugs? like all the drugs?
0: <laughs> no I'm just we're just not firing Expresses. on all cylinders we're not firing on all cylinders this so morning. it's a normal day Pretty much. It's like the last couple episodes for me. First impressions. We're going to do quick. We're not going to do huge spoilers, but let's just Yeah, go yeah. Spoiler-free.
1: Um, visually stunning. Okay. Uh, I thought it was well-framed and well-shot pretty much throughout. I enjoyed the p- tiny plot twist that isn't a plot twist if you've paid attention to other movies. Yeah. But in the context of this movie alone is a plot twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Brie Larson executed the character. I wouldn't say she blew me away, but I thought she executed the character. Yeah. Um, I think Sam Jackson, from an acting perspective, is once again the standout in the film. Okay. That's good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nicole, uh, spoiler-free review feelings? I thought it was very visually pleasing and just overall good. Okay. I thought it was your normal middle-of-the-road
1: origin story yep. um and it wasn't even that much of an origin story like there's so much still yeah uh, about her character that you blank on usually that comes in later too when they interact with other characters in other movies this Maybe. movie
0: this movie i think your closest example is captain america the first avenger where it's the lead up into the avengers event movie you have to like we have this big plot piece that we yeah. need to introduce So at times it felt like three quarters of a movie. Yes. uh, Or it felt like a a rushed pace Yeah. to get, like, oh, that's right. This is going to come big in this next movie. And we don't want to spend time with exposition in that movie. So here's this real quick. Yep. Um, But for the most part, I found it most enjoyable. I thought Ben Mendelsohn was the biggest standout in the movie.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Um, uh, And I think the humor worked for the majority of the movie. I don't think, I think Brie Larson did a good job. I think the writing was more of an issue and not her acting. Yeah. Uh, Like, like her dialogue seemed all stunted to me. Like it didn't seem very.
1: Would you say it was almost wooden dialogue?
0: It it could have been.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, we know some of a franchise that was really good at that. Yeah. So there's
0: some, but it, Overall, it's an enjoyable movie. Absolutely, I think, Absolutely. They, I, think I, I I don't I don't like '90s nostalgia. I'm not a '90s nostalgia person. We were we yes. lived that decade. We were it was a seminal decade for us. Yeah, coming into you know adulthood. Yeah, so I I guess the fact that now like when people you could hear people's audible reaction yes. to certain things that are '90s ephemera and it's yeah. just like. Okay, let's move on. I only had it one time. It was when she was walking through the blockbuster. There was a video cassette on the back side. And it was a movie that she and I just watched last night. Now, i God, I go, hey, first night,
1: first night. Nice. Um, it's, it's definitely a film that I anticipated it to be. Yeah. And I say that partially because on its own, it's probably better than we give it credit. I think you guys and I are all on the same page we have a little bit of superhero movie fatigue right I don't know
0: if it's fatigue or if it's just formulaic fatigue yeah formula fatigue
1: yeah we have an origin story a hero how they become a hero <coughs> what they're going off to do how it plays into the rest of the MCU it's like okay we've literally seen this about ten times before
0: yeah I, 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 I will I will say um without giving anything away the only thing that made this movie really different and it, that was the most enjoyable part was goose
1: yes what is we'll, that? we'll skip a male tabby of, cat that's we'll, it we'll skip the rest of the details on that because exactly that is in the trailer yes yes you do see so yeah you see goose in the trailer um i don't plan on seeing it in the theater again no, I I won't either. I mean, I'll. There are definitely movies that we have to see in the theater again. I don't follow like this is going to be one of them. No. Now, like, I feel I feel like Endgame is probably going to be one of those movies where I have to see again. Well, we. But, I
0: mean, I only saw Infinity War once in the theater, so it's. Any more like unless yeah. it's like Star Wars or Star Trek, I kind of don't really feel the need to go multiple times. Didn't you see, Didn't you see Dunkirk twice? No. Oh.
1: Nope. I think it's you wanted to. I think you wanted to, yeah. That's my yes, favorite. I wanted to go
0: back to see it again. But the, amount, the fact is, uh, <laughs> we don't have, like, we're not the, uh, wealthy with disposable income. So, like, going to a movie once is, like, cool. And when there's a lot of movies coming out within a year, like, okay. Yeah, this is
1: going to be a busy year.
0: Because we got uh, March, I think. The, I want to go see Captive State, which looks like a good sci-fi film. Right. Dumbo comes out at the end of the month. And then you have shazam avengers and you yeah. just start jumping into
1: things so, so i'm gonna say something somewhat unpopular and i don't care yeah i'm just gonna say it i am refusing on principle to see any of the disney remakes the live action remakes right of legendary cartoons that they are now remaking and quote-unquote live action cgi i am flat out refusing you, did you not see the Jungle Book? Because that was fucking I did not, awesome. I did not see the Jungle Book. I didn't see Beauty and the Beast. I'm didn't. I'm not not going to see Aladdin. I'm not going to... Nope. Bucket full of fucking nopes. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm sorry, but I really want to see the Lion King remake.
1: Mm-mm, nope. But you don't want to see Dumbo? You're not going to go see that? No. I, I I do not support what they're doing. Okay. No, no, right? no. no we've, we've talked about this before. Where... Hollywood has lost its ability to truly provide us anything original. So, why am I going to continue to pour money into something that is blatantly a money grab? Yeah.
0: Okay. I, uh, yeah. I, no, I, I mean, I, I understand that. I am, I'm, Most excited for like Toy Story 4 when it comes to all Disney Pixar stuff coming out. Like,
1: but that's a quote unquote new Toy Story movie, they're not redoing Toy Story 1 in live action.
0: I'm just really, really hoping they kill Woody. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, that's right. Take that anyway. He's always
1: like, but he wants Captain America to die too. So, well, he
0: will. Captain America better fucking die. He He should have died three movies ago.
1: Oh, I, I think he dies in Endgame.
0: No, well, yeah, he has. They have to get rid of the kid. He's out of his. He's they out of to...
1: contract, and he's not coming back. Yeah. Um. Well, for now. Uh. But they well, have. To... But, I mean, yes, Robert Downey Jr. proves that if you throw enough money at a person, anything's possible.
0: And you don't make them do all the heavy lifting. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. But I mean, Captain America should have died at the Civil War. That's where he should have died. He should have been missing throughout Infinity War, and he should have been brought back for Endgame. And that's you should have had the two movie gap. And he would have been the character reveal. And then you would have had Captain Marvel come in to Infinity War 1. Right. And Captain America would have been the hero that they need after the snap to come back and when they have to do their time travel whammy stuff. Yes. That makes a lot more sense. And it also is more in keeping with the comic book line. But now to your point of originality and not giving money to things. I, I fully support people to make that decision. I'm
1: Right, now and I understand that the concept of there's no original stories anymore and blah blah blah. I'm talking about blatant remakes. I don't wanna I don't want to support it anymore. Yeah. I, I've I've I see where that trap has gotten <coughs> in the entertainment industry, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take my private little stance on it.
0: Well, that's perfectly understandable. Not that
1: I'm gonna fucking infect it one goddamn Iota. <laughs> No, and I'm it's, sure it's you're not a, the only one. But I am just I'm sick of it. I'm fucking yeah. sick of it. I,
0: I will say when we were for the trailers for Captain Marvel, when the Frozen trailer came out, I'm just like I'm sitting there looking like I don't know because I don't know any of these characters. Yeah. I'm like is this trailer supposed to make me really, like really feel something? Because I could hear the little kids near us going, yeah. like, oh, you know, like really audible, excited. Or like, They're I was just
1: like, excited that another one's out of that character. But I
0: didn't know if there was some story reason for what's going on in the trailer that it was intriguing or anything like that. Like,
1: plausibly? I don't know. I don't think so. I saw the first Frozen and it ended normal. I don't see yeah, why was like, there was a second, but...
0: Well, because... Money. money, I get be
1: that, but I'm not. I just don't.
0: Again, I was just watching that trailer, just like I, I, in in the bucket of fucks that I have to give, I don't yeah. have one to give for this.
1: Yeah, don't disagree with that statement one iota.
0: All right, so let's let's fast track to be, to talking Trek Wars, what we're supposed to be doing here. Let's go with the Orville
1: first. So in the last few weeks, we've had a two parter. We've had, yeah, the the Identity, part one and part two about Kalon. Right. And then we've also had a, a third episode. So it's been three episodes since our last recording. We've had more than that. Was not did
0: we have, was there the one with the, the Moklin who is attracted to women? Was that the last episode we saw together? Because I think there was.
1: Oh, no. we So there's been four. I right? think there's
0: been four or five since we've been, because we, our four. last time we recorded was the first weekend in February.
1: So there's been four, yeah, episodes. Um, that episode to me is somewhat forgettable. Honestly, I
0: I, I, I liked it because it was our first uh, glimpse into was it Taylor? Yeah, you Her got a little bit, psyche, a little bit more storyline into there, and I thought it was a nice little segue before you went into the identity two parter, right? Uh, and then and then once we did the two parter, we jumped into the whole piece with the krill. Yes, and our Suliban ambassador, yes, Silas Mitchell or whatever his name is. Yes. I think yeah. So
1: uh, he's done many action. Uh, Sil, first for forget the character's name. Um, he's been uh, he was a Suliban ambassador. Yes, he was also a Cardassian, I believe, at one point.
0: He's played multiple different species throughout, and he was in. Uh, I think he was a Kazon, maybe in Voyager. Possibly, he's, he was in he, Voyager. Uh, he he he's been in everything from Next Gen on.
1: Yeah, so. uh, another fine character actor. I mean, just yeah. truly great character actor. Another Star Trek alumni yeah. showing up in the Orville.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to say this, and it's I'm going to echo it when we talk about Discovery. But man, the Orville's scoring uh, sessions have been knocking it out of the park.
1: Um. I agree with an extreme caveat. Yeah. It just fucking reeks of next gen. It, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you <coughs> listen to the scoring and how it applies and everything... Oh, my God. it. it
0: well, I'm going to say it fits within the model that is neoclassical science fiction. Yeah. And it, from Star Wars to Star Trek to the individual episodes... There's not, they're not reinventing the wheel. It's neoclassical, no. but I'm just saying, they've done it well. They have absolutely. It. They've, uh, it hasn't detracted at any point. And in fact, I think it's added more than it might have hurt. Yeah. Maybe not in your situation where you think it reads so much. No, I, I, that I it's...
1: don't. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I, I just, okay. I just, it just. If anything, it. it It brings me in a little more because it it gives that little nostalgic feel to the concept (laughs) of uh, what's gone on with the show. And this really kind of intense two-parter, which, you know, really is a very... Cliffhangers aren't new, but the way they went about it was very Trek-like.
0: Okay, it's most comparable to, everybody's called it, you know, it was the Orville's best of both worlds. I don't think to, it
1: was as good, or as, as kind of as as intense. I think um,
0: it, it, nothing's going to be as good as the best of both worlds two-parter. Star Trek, from that point on, remember before that, yeah, no, didn't have cliffhangers at the end of their seasons. They had a, usually a yeah. little wrap-up. There was... I think, but they never did the cliffhanger going from one season to the next, and from that point on, that's all you almost ever got. Yeah, Uh, to the point where when they don't do that, is more rare.
1: It's almost almost concerning. (laughs) Yeah, uh, like are they are they going to wrap the show here?
0: (laughs) Yeah, are, are, are they future proofing? Right. But to me, this for the show made a statement for the Orville as opposed to Star Trek's reasons for doing it. Yes, and I think it was like, look, we. Have mature storylines, and we don't always need to Absolutely go to agree. humor to do it. But we also are doing it not for they they did it for character reasons, yes. and not for ratings reasons. That's why it didn't happen at the end of the
1: season, right? And, and that was going okay, to be my point. I actually feel like that's why I think it was so effective. W- one of the specific things I was going to say here is I feel like it was Orville growing up. Yeah. Right. Because. Even the episode that followed it had humor, but it wasn't the same. It was a much more mature concept. Yeah. Right? It's more of what you would... It was less of what you... uh, I'm I'm making a statement that's overgeneralized. It was more of the heady sci-fi that we've come to expect than it was just the funny sci-fi in space
0: yeah we all have seen cyborgs ai's whatever take over and want to wipe out organic life that's that's nothing new within it what i think with what they did that was different here was isaac made a decision yeah but he didn't rationalize it explain it or whatever he made his decision. And he never then informed you why he did it because he's becoming more human. He didn't do anything like no. that. Which I think is completely different from sci-fi that we've seen before because every time Data's always striving to be more human so right. that there's always some kind of pseudo-emotional component yes. behind it or behind his rationalization that I think is a cop-out. Yeah, there and was with, none of that when With Isaac it was nope. I, uh, for whatever reason in his brain it's like I'm I've changed my mind, and I did it by my cold logic, but which I'm not going to justify or explain it to you because how could you ever understand? And so they just went boom. Yeah. And then they moved on. It's not something that they have harped on. Now that may be a detriment that they don't... Well,
1: I actually think it sets up something for later.
0: Yeah, it will come about later because we had Captain Mercer and Malloy infiltrating a krill in season one. That has come to pay dividends more than two. once in season two. True. So it's like, we haven't forgotten these storylines. These aren't, these may be episodic, but they're not neglected. And that's why I think it's good that they haven't justified Isaac's actions. actions. He just did what he did. Boom. Let's move on. And now, hey, look, well, there's still ramifications. We have a potential to be bring peace with the Krill, even though they're religious fanatics. And what's the price of peace? Right. Do you, how do you justify the legion of dead that have come before it? Do you make their sacrifice worth something? And, you know, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you stop fanaticism, especially like religious fanaticism? You know, do you compromise? Right. Do you, how, what's the best way to cure that? Right. Maybe not even cure that, but be able to be, live in harmony with that. Right. Right. And I think that's the some great storylines that is more adult than people give credit for, and yeah. like you say, grow
1: grown up. It's 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 a grown up storyline, and I think one of the things that I th- will probably come to fruition um, is we will see the female krill again, and the impact she's had on the krill. I, I liken it to almost what we got with Hugh. Okay, in next gen, right? That one experience changes this group of people maybe in not a good ways maybe some in very unintentional ways but i think that's going to pop back up
0: it almost it also reminds me of uh, season 4 of star trek enterprise with the vulcans finally having exposure with humans to some point, some point right. where where like to paul changing viewpoints and yeah they had other Issues. Issues that were going on, but eventually it turned into something completely different. Yeah. And a society was able to change. Right. Even though, or began the change process. And that right. just came from one person's exposure. Absolutely. So, but there also, it also is your window into that there could be underlying feelings, sentiments, resentments within that culture that you're not privy to because you're only getting... Right the unified religious. I I would
1: really hope for an episode of the Oracle that may or may not come where it is. It's Krill only, right? Like you, you don't have any interaction with the union at all. It's just, I think the
0: only way you get that is if Ed has to go on a diplomatic mission by himself with that female Krill. Yeah. And he, he's our window character, and you're on, yeah, the Krill homeworld, and that's that's it. He's your yeah. only your human character, and in which case, he's really your C three PO R two D two. He's just there to witness and relay the story. He's yeah. not really there to interact in the story. Yeah, or at least that's that should be the intention of it.
1: So, do we feel like that the last few episodes of Orville have hit the mark, or have they made mistakes?
0: I think they've hit the mark. Hit the mark well within the last, I'd say, four to five episodes. Actually, yeah. Um, I think if people want to nitpick, they're still going to find parts of 20th and 21st century pop culture references that are just gonna. They're never gonna. They're never gonna agree with it. Yeah. They're never gonna like it, um, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I I think, I think they've done like. You, you, they turn Yafet into more than just your... Oh, look, <laughs> it's a blob with Norm Macdonald's voice. Yeah. Into, hey... This, he's a character. He's an actual character. And I think I think for those of us who have been watching it, and maybe those people who are watching it and on the fence, made it its own show. It's still Star Trek Next Gen version
1: 2.0. Well, it's it's Star Trek Next Gen, the comedy. yeah. yeah. It's, it's really what it is.
0: But I, I think when they want to be serious, they can be serious.
1: And they do it without it sacrificing quality or humor, which I think is really very masterfully done.
0: But I, I think the point is, is if people aren't watching it already, they're, they're never going to come back. Yeah, The ratings demographic you have right now, it, you're going to be able to maintain. I'm not going to say you're ever going to be able to push the needle up. And the fact that their ratings have dropped from their premiere in season one, yeah. which was to be expected, and they've also had time slot movings and all yeah. this other stuff. The critics are never going to come back on board. No. The critics will never be on board. Uh, the ones that stuck with it and gave with it, I mean, you see it from like AV Club, I09. Yeah. A lot of them have come around and have found the quality that we knew was going to be there. Yes. But it's never, gonna, it's never gonna, it's never gonna, it's never gonna, it's never gonna bring people around. They'd have to do something major, major, in order for it to come around. I mean, like you, you kill one of the main characters, right? And no bringing him back, no whatever. Like if the, yeah. if Seth MacFarlane killed his own character in the show, that would be polarizing enough to bring people on. Yeah, you know. Killing Kelly Grayson. Don't give him
1: any ideas. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, but I'm just saying, like, that's the only way you're actually going to be able to pull more people back. Word of mouth is going to get you something. Like, I said, yeah. the needle's going to move just a tiny bit, but nothing to where you're going to be a ratings juggernaut. You weren't.
1: I don't think that show was ever built to be a ratings juggernaut. I think it's, I
0: think, but it's, it's Fox. Either you are, or you're on the bubble, perpetually yeah. on the bubble. And they're already talking about. The fact that it could get canceled after this season. And Which is so uh, uh, metric, People who, who view the numbers yeah. are talking about that this show could be on the bubble. Which even though it's already been guaranteed... A third season. One of the only California tax credits they give out to any shows. Yes. They only give out like five a year. Orville already has it for next year. Yes. So they had it this year and they have it for next year.
1: One of the things I find interesting about this show, and, and just, again, kind of the big picture, of <coughs> Fox short-sightedness historically... Think about shows that were canceled and came back to life with a consistent viewership each time. Three examples off the top of my head. Futurama. Yeah. Came back twice each time with a huge audience following. The only reason they stopped making the show because it was on for 13 years. King of the Hill. Killed after six. Brought back. Again, ran for another seven years. Um, another ex- the more recent example to me, which is kind of surprising that it went the way it did, is when Fox killed Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. NBC picked it up within a day.
0: Well, it originally was an NBC property that then was picked up by Fox because right. Fox uh, NBC paid for the pilot. Right. Didn't didn't like the pilot. Fox liked it, bought it, picked it up, and then NBC was like, "Oh, we shouldn't have done that."
1: Yeah. So Fox cancels it, Embassy's got it back, and it's got huge ratings. Yeah. It's huge ratings. So whenever, I mean, you know, it's really kind of funny. You, you look at Family Guy, you look at Simpsons constantly making fun of Fox's short-sightedness. And they still fucking haven't learned. Well, you Hopefully gotta... now under the new Disney regime, maybe they'll do a little better. I think you're going to see a lot of changes. I hope so hopefully they're for the better but who knows
0: we shall see but abc as a network isn't that much better either so yeah you, you know it's it's a crap shoot yeah yeah uh it's it's not for whatever reason cbs has the formula to, for repeat viewers from all de- demographics yeah and especially the middle america yeah they that's cbs rules that yeah you know, it's from your from your big banks to your NCIS's, but that's been all the way back to your
1: I mean CSI days and CBS was <coughs> I met your mother was on CBS
0: yeah or right. you you want to go all the way back I mean you talk about Mash, All in the Family you know yeah uh, the Jeffersons they whatever it's always CBS has always had a different
1: bar they've had an ability to make things successful to
0: whereas you know they they may not have like. Thursday night in the '90s, early 2000s, when it was the Seinfeld friends on NBC. Of course, yeah. NBC ruled for that one evening, but yeah. consistently, CBS has always been different. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of shows that used to be on CBS, or at least a CBS-owned property, yes. Let's go to Star Trek Discovery for the last part of the show.
1: So, there's been a couple of episodes. It's
0: been several episodes. Since recorded. Several
1: episodes. Uh, personally speaking, I found. The last several to be they've all been good. Leading up to this last week's episode was somewhat forgettable to me.
0: This week's episode pay made but a payoff. This for the- this
1: week's episode Holy Balls. Amazing. Um I mean Cause when we left They earned so much street cred for me this week. Cause
0: before our last recording Doctor Doctor Hubler wasn't back. Hubler nope. wasn't back yet. Uh, that we were still always talking about Spock, never actually seen seeing him. Spock.
1: Um, we had just met Section Thirty One.
0: Yeah, and then you know of. we had the Kelpian, the Kelpian issue. Right. We've discovered about more about the Red Angel. Yes. Uh, and now we have we know Spock and Burnham's history to what has happened, why they why their they, fracture. Yeah. yeah. And we've got to touch on events from the pilot of the original series that were never really aired and only saw glimpses of in the Menagerie. Yes. And we've had the best last on ever. The best last on ever? Because when this week's Discovery episode goes last time on and it was all from the pilot it was all from, from... and it was the first time star trek has made a reference on last time on and they showed a different show
1: yes it was amazing i i i i am man enough to admit when i was watching it for the first time i started to watch it again but fell asleep not gonna go there um drugs are bad uh i started when i watched it for the first time I literally <coughs> yelled out loud, this is awesome! <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Because you kind of have this, oh yeah, last time on, they always give you, literally, last time on, just disco. Yeah. STD, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. But it threw me off at first. I was like, wait, what? what's going on? And then I realized what they were doing. And I fucking loved it
0: yeah because you you know that was three years prior right we needed that information yes uh going into it not many people have seen either the cage or the menagerie right uh especially nowadays but which is what i really love but i want to backtrack a little bit okay i want to backtrack to the kelpian crisis yeah you know with that the the bamar species is one of the first times in a long time in star trek we've had an alien species that looked truly alien. Right. You know, not just extra ridges here yeah, you yeah. Know, on the ears or on the face or a uh, yeah. carefully placed tattoo or whatever. <laughs> right. But it was, and actually like when they, when that thing came out of the water or yes. that black goo, it was very, very, I mean, it you was, didn't really get that good of a look at it, but yeah. it was still so utterly alien that it was yeah. so compelling to see what it was. Yeah.
1: It had a very so calling on different track, right? It very much felt like an homage to um, the episode I think Silicon Avatar, where we lose Tasha Yar, and I forget um, the, yeah the name of the character at the moment, but uh, had that you know comes out of yeah. black goo, and that is the alien. But it also reminded me a little bit of the the race the Shellyak. Yeah, um, the the combination of the two and just a little like creepier, and it like
0: also reminded me of the Tholians, you know, because in Enterprise you actually get to see what the Tholians yes, that's right. are, but in its language system, like, yeah, without the, in, it, like, yeah, it's just utterly alien and new and different to where you actually like it, it actually makes it a little bit more compelling because it's just so different yeah no from I 100% what, agree from what we get on a regular basis yeah. and that's what I like and it also brought a lot of questions like a because we had the, I put the meme on our internet page of you know a mixture of John Picard and Walter Sochek from Big Lebowski like am I the only one who gives a shit about the prime directive right all this talk about general order one and it's just like Man, we kind of bend it and talk shit about it or ignore it on this show a lot.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: especially when it comes to interfering in well, and, Kaminar. And That's I mean, the name of the plan. Yes, Kaminar. Kaminar.
1: The, the funny thing about that is they actually reference it a lot. It's like, well, this is part of the Red Angel mission, which takes priority. Well, then is that. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And it seems to me,
0: and it well, it, It's convenience trope. Yeah, but. and this fast tracks to this last week's episode. We're finally getting consequences. Before, if it was, oh, it's wartime, we can make these decisions because we're in war. Yeah. Or, we made these decisions, we didn't make these decisions, Lorca from the Mirror Universe made the decision, and we were just following orders, right. so we're not really bad, and we didn't really violate Federation principles. Yeah. And this one, we can justify using using the spore drive again, and we can justify doing all this stuff, even though it's eugenics, even though it violates Federation principles. Yeah. Because, oh, the Red Angel mission... We can we can yeah we can interfere in the natural evolution of a planet yeah or within species stuff because yeah. oh red angel red angel and this time they're all like no we're entire ship we're pretty much fugitives because we keep disregarding orders and yep. so finally there are I mean it's not going to be lasting we know no, it's not going to be that. lasting but there are finally consequences in universe story consequences to these people's decisions and yeah. actions not just. Michael Burnham's reputation quote unquote quote unquote you know um, so oh can, can we talk about this episode had one of the the, the best uh, backhanded uh, Burns you know do you think that Lodge is going to actually work for you I don't know do you think that beard's working for you <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Like it was just like it was like oh yeah there's that nice little yeah yeah, yeah that Burnham is your your faux McCoy with spot banter yeah. yeah you know like yeah. oh that's what that's what we need is
1: Fuck! Wow, is that a smile? I believe it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but just that, when, when she said that, she's like, I don't know, you think that burn's working for you? I'm like, that is definitely a sibling burn. Like, oh, yeah. Backhanded a compliment. Oh, yeah. Question. And you can like,
1: see that they grew up together in that moment.
0: Yeah, I, I really like that. Uh,
1: so, what did we think of the Tolosians?
0: Do you have an a, a, a opinion before I speak, Nicole? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I really enjoyed it. In fact, like... They didn't over-design it like they did with the Klingons. Right. It was much more like how, when they introduced in the Short Treks the Tellarites, yes. where the Tellarites are slightly different, yeah. but still have the general feel to what they were in Enterprise, not to what they were in the original series. Yes. This one, they had to do uh, just the way the prosthetics look, the way everything yeah. looks. The only thing that was a little bit more up design was their outfits. Yeah, looked
1: slightly different. They looked a little more modern.
0: Yeah, and so, but they didn't. They didn't try to reinvent the wheel. They, you still saw the pulsing veins in the temples and their large craniums. Like, we're not trying. We're not going to try to be like, oh, well, this is what they probably would have done or could have done if they had the time at the time.
1: Um, I love that. I mean, it does feel (coughs) like, especially with showing the original and it's only quote-unquote three years apart yeah it does stretch a little bit that they've changed at all but i mean hey people change in three years it's cool um but it wasn't but it like you said it wasn't like they they didn't jump the shark yeah they said all right that's what they did in the 50s 60s let's just make it a little cleaner yeah okay done that's not they, they went we'll make this just a little more polished Kind of look a little cooler for today and done. Yeah, and that was perfect. Um, I thought the actress they got to play Vina was a great choice. Yeah. Um, not only because she's actually an established and good actress, but she had the right look for it. Yeah. Though I thought that their uglying up of her wasn't quite enough. I mean, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Right, that that that's it's so minor, yeah, that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I liked their effect that they did, the practical effect they did on those blue plants yes. to make sound, and so, so and Giorgio's fucking bad comment about it too. It's like you yeah, I wiped them out and their fucking singing plants, you know? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Which I remember the moment when they got to the planet and the sound. Yeah. I was just so thrilled that they just lifted the original sound. They didn't try to update it. They didn't like do anything to try and make it more modern. They just they sound lifted mm-hmm. the original ah. Oh, so happy. Yes. I wow. mean, part of the concept of Spock mind melding with the Red Angel fucking his brain up and all that. Um eh. I, I, it, didn't, I, it didn't. It didn't. I didn't it didn't like do anything the, for me.
0: I, the fact that it, the mind meld is what messed him up, what, uh, I didn't have an issue with. The fact that what it really messed up was his concept of time, and his placement in his brain of time. I'm like, that seems a little like, I yeah. I didn't buy that as well as everything else. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's it was it's wrong or they shouldn't have done it, because I don't have a better idea. Yeah. It's just that that oh. It's, Spock doesn't tie himself to the world by logic or by emotions. He ties himself to the world by time. It's like, since when? Yeah. Since when? I know this is a Spock we haven't seen before, but it just doesn't really seem that way because Spock has always been neglect emotions or suppress emotions for logic. Right. Even though I'm a mixed-race child. Right. And so you can show his past of uh, being a child and what separated him from emotions and his human side was his relationship with Burnham. Cool. Hundred percent on board with that. But this whole thing that the Spock's main anchor in this world is time, like, this seems a little weird to have this be what you're you're going. Yeah,
1: you know, it just to me it didn't I think it's gonna be a device for something else later. I, that's what I think.
0: I I I hundred I, percent I agree with you. It just seemed Convenient, yes. Convenient. Um, what do we think about the Red Angel being a human in a in a spacesuit?
1: Time, space, meh. Could care meh. less. I don't I was, think it cheapens anything. I, I I don't think it matters.
0: I was really, 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 really hoping for before uh, we actually got the on the Kaminar episode where you had the clear glimpse. I was really hoping it was Zora the ai that discovery turns into from calypso oh. because every one of those short treks episode thus far minus the harry mud one so far has played into yeah has played into this season and i was hoping that that was the time, that it's zora's like you know the the ship ai having evolved so much that after croft had left yeah that it's like i can develop a body and i know yeah. time constraints and i'm going to go back because these things need to happen, and now the fact that it's human, everybody's like, "Is it Spot from the future? Is it Burnham from the future?" We
1: don't know if it's a human. We know it's human. No,
0: no, he said it. Spot so, said it's a human. A human. Well, like he, he explicitly did, he? said it was a human yep. in a in a suit. It's how, a human brain in a suit. Does that
1: touch? How do we feel about what at the time is is an initial throwaway line, but really is does impact us? Is that you're he's she's telling the captain thirty one. I forget his name at the moment. Leland. Leland, that he that Burnham's gonna find out that he killed her parents. Like, I mean, I know it's setting something up, but it's really like, what the fuck does it? Why does it matter that he killed?
0: His decision or his policies or whatever Section Thirty One was doing at the time is what resulted in the Vulcan extremists destroying her. Right. Which then, originally, in some of the Season 1 promotional materials, it was Klingons that it destroyed. Yeah. That, now it's Vulcan extremists. I don't... And maybe maybe I'm misremembering,
1: but it, it just... The, the, the reasoning behind it is less concerning to me, is the way that they're going about it. Like It just seems... I don't like, understand what the point is.
0: Like, I, 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 I don't mind Section 31 in the context of the story and the show. I do have a problem with having a Section 31 soul show... And to me, this just seems to be so much. I'm just like, all right, show us how you went underground, because for hundreds for a hundred years, nobody's heard of you. You became secret, and here with this line, it just seems to be more like the war is over. The Federation is trying to get back to the Federation ideals, but Section 31's out in the open, so it's like, oh, it's our it's our MacGuffin writing tool for all bad things. Yeah, it's here. And it just seems like it's unnecessary drama when there's already drama. in and in, in, in,
1: I mean inherent in the story. The other part of it is a little bit of, <clears throat> and and again it might set up later, right? When you talk about them going underground, the contradiction that later on, and you you know you have this this thought of there's no there's no office like this. Section thirty one doesn't have this kind of infrastructure where. Yeah. P, you know there's an, all this records are kept and right now they seem like a fairly organized group of individuals mm-hmm. that
0: have been
1: around been around been.
0: And so much so that their their shield their their shield is recognizable yeah they have their own class of starship that is just theirs and you
1: know? has a cloaking device
0: yeah it, like, it, their their tech is so advanced that they have badge communicators yep you know 80 years before ever, the rest of the Federation has it. Which then goes to say that Discovery is so far advanced and different from all the other ships in the Federation. Did Section 31 build Discovery? Is that a, a storyline that we're then going to be coming through? Maybe. Like You know, like it just...
1: There's too much.
0: And it seems really convenient at this point. But I don't want it to be the... Uh, it hasn't taken away from my overall enjoyment of this season, which is considerably more than the first season, especially at okay. this time frame.
1: So here's a question I, I, I you, you've led me to postulate is, in, in the concept of Plato's Cave, for those of us who are keeping up with ancient philosophy, would you like it better if you did not know that a Section 31 show was coming?
0: Um... Yes, okay. I'm like I'm at fifty. I am i am at 50 i can Yeah, fifty-fifty on that one. I don't. I, I I don't. Even if Section Thirty-One wasn't in this season so far, I think I still would have an issue with a Section Thirty-One show.
1: I I don't disagree with that. I'm just talking about in the context of what we're watching right now. Does I think it? what
0: we're watching right now actually hurts. It hurts it knowing that we have a Section
1: Thirty-One show coming. In my... I I don't disagree with you. In my feelings. I'm not having as extreme adverse reactions to it as you are. Mostly because I'm trying to keep an incredibly open mind.
0: Well, I'm still keeping an open mind. It's just... It's it's one of those things where I don't have much things that are making me bristle. And this is the one thing that is. It's not like last season with the Klingons, you know?
1: Yeah. I I think the serious issue here for me is... um, I have an issue with them developing a show for Section Thirty-One. It's a sh- it's a organization that is intended to be clandestine. Yeah. Why do I want to watch a show about that? Yeah. Like I understand like things that happen in the shadows are interesting, but it's not.
0: I oh, uh, let me let me um, put forth this. I would be more okay with it even if this season doesn't explain why they go underground. Right. If your section 31 show was not an ongoing series. You were giving me uh, anywhere from 6 to 12 episode mini series one season only and this is how they, what they went underground and why that nobody would be from really cool. That as your as your answer. Yep. I'd be 100% on board with that. If you're going to make it like a 15 episode ongoing series, yeah. that I have a lot of issue with. Yeah, You know, because a clandestine organization as a show interacting with public or, you know, the galaxy as a whole, look at how, what happened with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a TV show for <coughs> Disney and ABC. When they're trying to be secretive and all this other stuff, it didn't work. Yeah. Only time it actually worked is when they dis- disbanded Shields whatsoever and you put them as outlaws on the run it made it, it, it brought inherent drama and made the story better and right. did it differently. When you're, you know, this organization within the Federation, everybody knows about you.
1: Who the fuck cares? Right. Not that we've established that everybody knows. But, you know, it's, it is funny, right, because as it is today in Disco, Section 31 is accepted by the admiralty and they're used like a tool whereas you know you get down the road and no one's ever heard of them and what they do and but then they go back to how how and something we may learn in the future right uh deep space nine and episode where they're on romulus and our uh, I forget the Latin pronunciation, and I'm not going to try. Uh, Admiral Ross seems fairly comfortable with the idea of Section 31. So is that something that's knowledge limited to the Admiralty?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, also, if we want to go back in time, yeah. pre-Federation, but still Starfleet, yeah, in Enterprise, Archer and everybody else has no idea about Section 31. If Section 31 exists but it's is, part of the original Starfleet charter. Yeah, but but that's not knowledgeable by everybody. Right. So is it the Romulan War when it first they first come out and become known by a lot of people? You know, in the Romulan Wars before yeah. the Federation, but the Starfleet charter's already been there. So
1: the wait. other question is is it more known by the discovery crew because their involvement in the development of discovery right is section 31 part of that development because you even remember back to the first episode they even have um section 31 you know they even say black badges never seen those before remember that like it was a throwaway line but it was interesting because it does harken back to okay so is this just that much more prevalent solely because they were already involved black badges
0: black alert
1: you right, know, it is it, we don't understand the full dynamic there. <coughs> um,
0: yeah, I'm just saying, like it would. I'm still not 100 percent on board with an ongoing series. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm okay with a miniseries, a one se- a one off season, cool.
1: And we've spent a lot of time questioning this. I want to say though, on the record, I still like what they're doing. I yes. this this latest episode, I mean, just nerd joygasms the whole way through it. Every bit of it. Because it was... Like you said, it's a payoff episode. Yeah. It pays off a lot of pieces of storyline for you. You finally understand why um, Burnham and Spock don't really speak. And you also get the payoff as to two pieces. The first one being how Spock gets back in his right mind. But if you really think about it, this episode draws the line... Better to Menagerie than ever before. Yeah, right. Because at that point, it's what ten years later,
0: eight years later, ten years, ten years later, from today, the events of Menagerie are ten years after him getting his brain put back together in Dallas. Because before it was thirteen right. years. Yeah. So,
1: so he's sitting here. He it, it better establishes his willingness to violate that space and take Pike there. Yeah. Because they helped him, right? They gave him his mind back and clearly understood that relationship better than anybody. Yeah. So and I it, actually think it sets it up even better.
0: And it also helps to where <laughs> in the menagerie when uh, Spock's on trial... He's getting the flight recorder data, which is actually the Talosians showing him everything yeah. that happened, the illusion. And they're like, dude, how are we seeing this? This doesn't make any sense. And you saw about how far their projections work. They talked about that. Right. They talked about their abilities to do all that. And right. so I thought that that worked really well. It was a payoff. I think last week's episode was also... Spock wasn't in his right mind when Sarek saw him, so it still holds the the episode the original series episode Babel um where Spock hasn't seen or talked to Sarek in 10-14 years or whatever yeah so that still allows for that to go in yeah um,
1: cause as far as Spock knows he didn't yeah he wasn't he wasn't fully present with it um and they also established that he is out of his mind when it comes to time yeah, yeah.
0: so it all still works it's all it all still works um Though I don't I think my my number one thing I wanna say real quick is also is I liked how Spock didn't forgive Burnham. He's like I think it's
1: it's actually really important that he doesn't. Yeah. And And I mean I understand there's still episodes left, but I cannot stress enough how important it is for continuity that he does not forgive her at all. He's like he's like, Oh, I I I now understand your reasons and motivations
0: and you were perfectly logical logical. Doesn't change anything like like that was very human of you, Spock, but yes, that's awesome.
1: But it also supports everyone's angry fan theory. Why have we never heard of Michael Burnham before if it's mm-hmm. Spock's sister? Because as far as he's concerned, she's fucking dead to him. <laughs> as far as he's concerned,
0: he has no sister. It was just a human that lived with him. Right. So why bring it? Why why bring it up? She's not a family member. Right? You know, same reason as You know? Yeah, I have I have a I have a half brother named Cybok. he's full Vulcan that likes emotions. He was talented. That's it. Bye. See ya. Why bring it up? Like this, it actually provides a lot more um, validity. Validity into Leonard Nimoy's character and portrayal. You know, and Ethan Peck did a did a, has done a really good job so far.
1: I actually, some people I've I've seen some forums that are really angry about the fact that the the spot the moment with Spock smiles and. People are like Spock shouldn't smile. Spock doesn't smile. I'm like, you understand that they're they're literally saying, okay, the cage existed. We're gonna we're gonna pay homage to that. And in the cage, Spock, Spock smiles. fucking smiles. Yeah. So get over it.
0: You know, it's time to it's time to move on. Let's just let's just get going. Yeah. Uh, final final wrap up here. I think Discovery's got their score. Their scoring sessions have been fantastic as well. I think they paid off really well. I think they have soundtrack wise. I think uh-huh. they've gotten better. Uh, my only gripe for the last couple ones is the look of the probe squid thing. A um, um, very Matrix like. <laughs> you know, I don't even know. Like it was Matrix. It was Doctor Octopus type. Yeah. Like it, everything. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. The fact that the the galaxy's in jeopardy again. You know, it's another. Nether nether peril, everybody's everybody's doomed type thing. It's like, okay. I liked it better when there was a little bit more of a mysterious edge to it. And not saying there's not any mystery left in it, but
1: I think what they're trying to say is it's justifying Starfleet's fear that these signals are a bad thing. So far the signals have been a good thing. Mm, yes. But is every
0: time it's appeared, it's them having to learn a piece of information. Something new has happened, and they've corrected or stopped something each single time. Yeah. So to me, the the signals are coming from this human spacesuit entity, which are leading them to learn how to just stop the aliens of the future or okay. the machines of the future.
1: I've got a fan theory. You
0: all right? Look, well, it's not very. That. It's Let's not a very good one.
1: Oh, it's okay. <laughs> what if the Red Angels Captain Braxton? It's interesting. It's an interesting
0: thought. Hmm. Yeah, but if we're—I mean, if we're going off on that, it's like, what if the Red Angel is—is is an older William Shatner
1: <laughs> oh. as Captain? No, no, no. You ready for this? What if the Red Angel is the intro to it's Destiny, difficult. which was one of the working titles for the card show. What if the Red Angel is Gene Luck And on that note, (laughs) thanks for stopping by.